0: Okay, welcome to another episode of What Part of the Game Is That? Today we have uh, Ms. Ramsey on the line, who hails from New York City. Ms. Ramsey, how are you today?
1: I'm good, how are you doing?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Um, today we're going to be talking about the cost of living versus minimum wage. And I, I come up with a few questions and uh, I'd like to get your opinion on it because personally I feel that minimum wage is not calculated the way it should be Uh, I did a little bit of research on this and I found that minimum wage in certain areas is calculated based on what businesses are able to pay and although that may sound right I don't quite Field, that's the way it should be done because these businesses are making millions and billions of dollars for example let's say like a franchise of McDonald's or you know maybe a 7-eleven or um, you know these big franchises these companies right. are worth billions and billions of dollars so okay. to say that they can only afford to pay the minimum wage is ludicrous because they're constantly increasing their net worth. And, you know, I understand their expenses might be going up. And in, in that case, you know, prices should entail, you know, go up. But when you have a, a basic cost of living, That must be met in order for your employees to be able to sustain, you know, a reasonable, you know, lifestyle. You know, the minimum wage should meet that, whatever it is. Right. And I wanted to get your opinion on it.
1: Okay. So um, the minimum wage now in New York City is $15 an hour.
0: Correct.
1: And And that's going across the board.
0: Okay.
1: Correct? Yes. So it is. if we're talking about if we talking about fifteen dollars an hour, we're talking about um um forty hours for the week. Yes. But I guess if you break it down, you know, if you get in fifteen and you work in eight hours, that bring you what, hundred and twenty dollars a day. Okay. And if you work in five days, it gives you about what, six hundred dollars for for what? For a week, right? Give you six for the week, and I guess if you you know you, you do your math and times that, you get twenty four hundred for the month. Correct. But now we have Uncle Sam. Right. You have to pay taxes, mm-hmm. so I guess they're going to do their deductions out of that. So now it all depends on. Okay, wh- you know what's my rent? My rent is twenty two hundred dollars. mm Hmm. Um can I afford that? It's going to be a little bit tight. I may would have to do overtime. Not maybe. I would have to do overtime or pick up an extra job to make those ends meet. So as what you were saying, um the minimum wage should be what the cost of living is. And it depends on the area where you are. Mm-hmm. So how can we really resolve it? How can we really get that fifteen dollars um bumped up to twenty five dollars? You know what I mean? Yes. Um my thing is this, okay, let's say in in the low income in the low income areas where you have private houses, you also have low income buildings. That's the problem. Because the low income houses, they're not paying two thousand dollars a month because of the low income.
0: Right,
1: right. So the rent is going to be much cheaper than someone who owns a house in the low com- in the low income. It's hard for them to get that two thousand because someone who's working in that area is not getting enough money. So what should we do?
0: Okay, so now let me ask you a question. How much do you feel in a low-income neighborhood, how much do you feel, let's say, a studio apartment should go for?
1: Well, again, it all depends. Low income. Yeah, in a low income, because if you go to a low income, say, for example... I live in a low income neighborhood and if I go to the supermarket, a gallon of milk, is still running me $5. Interesting. That's still a lot of money. That's still a lot of money for a low income.
0: So So it could be $5 in a low income neighborhood and $5 in a, in a a upper, uh, you know, a middle-class right. neighborhood. In
1: an in a, in a, in a, in a upper-class, right. So so the food and everything is going up. The food and everything is going up. Everything is so expensive now. Everything mm. is so expensive now. Everything is, um, you know, on a... um, What do you call it?
0: On the rise?
1: On the rise. On the rise. So, so this is the thing now. When you say how much is a studio apartment, that landlord, everything is going up on that landlord, which could be the gas bills, which could be the taxes, which could be the home insurance. So where does the line draw? So when you say for one bedroom in um, a low income, what should that be? You know what I mean? Um, for a private person, it has to be, the maximum amount that allowed for a one for a studio apartment. So a studio apartment could be $1,800 a month. Mm -hmm. Give and take $1,800 a month for a studio. And uh, the reason why I say it now is because the low-income houses in the low-income, that's what's hurting the landlord, the owners, private owners, because again, what maintains the low-income Houses, programs, where those programs come from, people's taxes. Mm -hmm. You know, so I live in a low income. Guess what? A three bedroom, I'm paying Mm $1,800 for a three bedroom or maybe even a four bedroom in a low income building that's run by the city. Mm -hmm. That's a steal. So right, guess definitely. what? Section eight is going to pick that bill up. They have another program called that's going to pick that bill, going to you know pick up the bill, you know. And when they pick up the bill again, what happens? It comes from taxpayers' money. Which while a person who owns their property don't have that, you know what I mean? Right. They can. Don't get me wrong. Now, they can get tenants who have vouchers and stuff. But a lot of times they don't want to deal with people who have vouchers because, again, they mess up the property. So they rather go with private people who go out to work. And the ones who go out to work, it's hard because they're really not making that money because they own on a minimum wage, which is $15. And that's the sad part. You know, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, I think that I see where the problem is coming in here. And I know a lot of people, they get a little comfortable with government housing. However, I think if they was paid a fair wage as opposed to a minimum wage, let's call it that. Let's call it a fair wage wage. If they was paid a fair wage, I think they would rather live in private housing as opposed to government housing, because the owner will take much more care of their property. So in return, the tenant would care more about where they stay. But I think when we give, when we, when you give something to someone or some people they tend to take it for granted and don't appreciate it because they didn't work hard for it. And so they care less about it. So in return, you know, landlord's property may get tore up holes in the walls or whatever the case might be. But if you are working a 40 hour work week and you're paying your full rent and you have an apartment that you really like and, You know, you're not assisted by government and you're doing this on your own. I think a person would take more pride in where they live and where they stay. So with that being said, if you have a minimum wage that was a fair wage and it would allow people to be able to pay their own rent in these private buildings, then the landlord would be able to get the money that he wants for the property because the minimum wage will allow the tenant to be able to pay for that. The question is, or the problem is, what you mentioned earlier, things go up. So when the oil goes up or when... uh, The cost of building material goes up and then the landlord is required to, you know, must increase the rent. What happens to minimum wage? Do we increase the minimum wage every time the landlord's expenses go up? Or maybe maybe since the law is I think the law is 10, 10 percent on a two year lease. Right? Well, maybe every 2 years on a 2-year lease, maybe that's what the uh minimum where the minimum wage should go up an additional 10% to compensate the difference. Or else right. we'll be back in the same hole. Right.
1: Right. Um okay. So, so now you have um two dilemma. One is one is New York City raising that fair wage, mm-hmm. right, to so about, I don't know, let's say 25, 20, an hour. And then you have um, private business who, who, you know, who feel that 2025 is Hard for them to pay out to an employee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where do we go um, from there?
0: Okay, interesting. So maybe the owner of this business needs to recalculate his expenses and what he's doing. Maybe the owner of the business needs to pick up a little bit more responsibilities and labor in his own business to compensate, you know, the what he's able to afford. If you can't afford to have two people working for you, then you have have one one. and you do the other, you know, you do the rest of the work yourself
1: you put up the slack right right or you
0: add more responsibilities to the people who you have working there they're getting paid a fair wage to work not to be on their phone or sit around or you know and
1: not doing what you're supposed to be doing
0: okay right so you know that's we have to monitor that these are you know these are the things that must happen
1: Okay. All right. My, I get it. Let
0: me say one more thing here. My professor once said, "For every action, there's an equal and the opposite reaction." Right. You know okay. what I mean?
1: Okay. All right. So, so back, back to the minimum wage with these rent, with these rent. It's it's it's. What is the real solution? What is the real solution? Like what I said, in my opinion, mm-hmm. once we have public housing there, it, it, it's going to always be an issue for private owners because the public housing is maintained by the city.
0: Right.
1: So that's where the problem lies. Are you in you favor know?
0: of government housing?
1: No, because again, um, it enables some people. Some people, it works good for. I don't get you know. I don't want anybody to kind of, um, you know, misunderstand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 could be good for some people, but some people's take advantage. You know what I mean? That means, okay, the city's paying all of this. I don't got to do anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't got to get up and work. I don't got to do anything. You know what I mean? And then you do have some people say, okay, you they get up and they go out and they got to go to work. But God bless what they're bringing in. Because they still have to pay some housing, though. You still have to pay your light and your gas.
0: Okay, so let me ask you a question. What people do you think would benefit from government housing? What type of people. Working. I'm saying.
1: Yeah, the ones who's work, for example, say I'm working and I am getting fifteen dollars an hour, and I live. Matter of fact, first of all, in 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 housing, you have to be making less than the normal to be living there in the first place.
0: And what's the normal?
1: I don't I don't know. I would have to do the research. You know what I mean? But I know you have to have less than the minimum. So, for example, the reason why I even said it because I know. Even with Medicaid, if you're trying to get Medicaid and if you, you have a, a income every month, your income is two thousand dollars. If your income is two thousand dollars and you try to apply for Medicaid, you ain't even getting Medicaid.
0: Okay, so it, then we'll we'll put it, it like it has this then
1: under two thousand.
0: If you work less than a forty hour work week, if you're a part time employee, then
1: you government housing
0: would be good for you.
1: Yeah you'll probably be qualified for the housing or they see that your income that you're making is less than minimum wage.
0: Right. You'll
1: be qualified for it.
0: Now, how does that happen? How do you get an income of less than minimum wage? Wouldn't because that technically is- be illegal?
1: It, it, it would be, but then again, if you apply for a job and you on this person, you have your papers and you and this person, make an agreement, this is what I'm paying out because this is what it is, you know? It may not really be illegal.
0: So we're talking maybe so something that's off me, the books or something.
1: It'd be up to me to say, oh, okay, you're gonna pay me $10 an hour? I don't think this job is for me. I'm going to try to find that job that's going to pay me at least minimum wage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, it all depends when you're going into housing, it all depends on your situation, and it all depends on your housing. Not your housing, your um, your income. Mm -hmm. That's how you get in. You know what I mean? Because that's why they say low income. Some people don't have no job, but they be able to get in because here we go. Section 8 will pick up the slackness. FEPs will pick up the slackness. The city program will pick up the slackness. Say, for example, and this is how I would definitely get it. I have three kids. Right. I don't have any income. They're not going to let me be on the street. They will put me into the projects. And so, okay, you're going to apply. I'm going to apply for the Section 8 for you, or you could apply for the FEPs, and we will take care of that. So a lot, a lot of times when you really have children, you get these programs. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we abuse it. We don't say, you know what, let's try and get better. Let's try to see what we can do out there. you know. But you did say something earlier in the program when you said, okay, um, minimum wage should really be about your income that you're making. The average income. So if the city even knows that okay, rent can really go for twenty two hundred a month, a two bedroom, no way minimum wage should be fifteen. We should kind of maximize the minimum so those working people can afford to pay their rent and buy food. Right,
0: right.
1: You know, so I definitely agree with you on that. Okay. You know, so is that gonna happen? I doubt it. I doubt it's going to happen because maybe, maybe. I don't want to doubt because anything is possible. Right, right. Anything is possible.
0: You know, I really
1: it, to doubt it's it. an
0: interesting topic because personally, I would like to see people be able to afford and sustain a living on their own by working a 40 hour work week. You know what I mean? If you're making yeah. whatever it is that you're making, you should be able to if you're a single individual, you should be able to afford at the bare minimum, if you're making minimum wage, at least a, a studio apartment at the bare minimum. Yeah. Not a room in somebody's house because that don't I cla- agree. you know, I don't classify that. You don't have you have shared cooking facilities and that creates right. a whole nother problem. Right. But you know, I agree. You, you know you should be able to have or be able to afford a studio apartment now there are people now that you brought it up who are eligible for government assisted housing and um, I think we covered part timers people who work less than 40 hours or, a week you know does that mean 36 uh, well maybe it needs to be not based on number of hours, maybe it needs to be based on uh, the amount of the income. Um, people who are in school looking to better themselves and unable to, because of children or whatever the case might be, unable to work and go to school, but are willing to go to school and to better themselves to get a better job, okay. yeah, they should be you know, allotted uh, government housing. And in return, I think the government should assist them once the school is completed by not just sending them out on job interviews, but on successful completion of their school, hire them. Right. You know, give them a job. Don't send them here and send them there for job interviews where they end up never getting hired. First of all, they don't have the money to go on these interviews. You know what I mean? They don't have the, right, pro- right, the right. proper clothes because they haven't been working. Hire them. Give them a, a, right. a, a, a stipend. Give them a five hundred dollar two hundred and fifty dollar stipend to to get their you know their outfit ready for the first week of work or whatever the case might be, and hire them. Right. And you know, send them out. Now you just turn someone into a fully productive citizen capable of paying their own taxes and living on their own without government you know assisted living permanently right and i think that i know people probably you know enjoy you know not paying not paying rent and living like you know living free but If they sat down and think about it, or thought about it, I think that they would probably prefer to be able to maintain their own apartment and be able to live in private housing and, you know, decorate the apartment the way they like. Because some of these government housing, I'm, I'm sorry, but... One of the reasons why I'm so against a lot of this government housing is because the conditions of it. You know, I probably wouldn't be so against it if every time we turn around, you see mounds of garbage. The grounds is unkept. I see on the news rats and rodents crawling through buildings, Right. you know, and this is what turns me off. I don't feel... Nobody should live like that. I don't care if it's and free or not.
1: I agree with you. And and that's how the system is set up. You understand? So if you don't have a mentality to say, you know what? I want to strive for better. Mm-hmm. You're going to fall for the housing because you're going to say, hey, I don't have to pay this amount of rent. I'm, You know, I'm living free and then it's sad because the kids them would have that mentality and grow like that Yeah, and don't want to have any ambition
0: it's it's they not want- good your child could get bit by one of these rats have you seen the size of some of these rats they showing on TV
1: I know but guess what if you just talking about this now I've seen them when I was young in New York mm-hmm I see them in the subway station. Mm-hmm. I seen them in the neighborhood where I lived. You understand? Yeah. So it it it's it's no um it's no anything to do with the city. It, it ain't no help. I always call it the shit stem. hmm That's what I call it because that's what we get. You know, they don't help. They don't help people. They don't care about us. We get the bottom of the bottom and some of the supermarkets that you don't look good at the food. The food is not even good.
0: Yeah. I notice, especially in the low income neighborhoods. Right. I mean, the in meat the looks stuff. red in the store. And then when you get it home, it has this brown look to it. Exactly. Like
1: well, What's going on? Exactly. Yet? This is what they feed feeding us. Right. Right you know what I mean so we have to look at ourselves and say okay how can we educate ourselves how can we get better how can we get out of this stuff you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and the city need to change need to change get rid of those um, projects and you know put it into um, decent homes where people can live to eliminate certain stuff even a drug dealer mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff that goes on in the areas you know what I mean? Because guess what? They're using our tax money. That's what they're using to get to make them live free. They're using our tax money. So they can use our tax money to make the place better.
0: Right, right.
1: You know what I mean? And then what I realized the other day now, not even the other day because I heard this been up for a minute, that they have speed limits all over the place. Mm-hmm. So they collected money from everybody at any angle in the city. So they need to do better with low income families
0: right
1: you know we matter mm-hmm. we matter and and, and, and um, the homeowners who do live who do have homes in low income, the people that live there and they barely making it as what you said, the minimum wage should match what the daily living is.
0: Yeah, just, just as a match.
1: Right, just to match it. You know what I mean? So at least you said, okay, I'm paying my rent. I'm buying food. Okay, I got $30 left over to go to a movie.
0: Mm-hmm. But your expenses are paid. You shouldn't right. have to be. I feel we're being forced into having to do two jobs or do overtime. And right. I think that should be an option. It shouldn't right. you shouldn't have to work overtime,
1: right and this just to make a on, living.
0: you shouldn't have this to do been, that.
1: Listen, this's been going on from my mom days, your mom days, way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. This's been going on and it keeps going. It, it's a cycle it keeps going.
0: And, and I you think one I mean? of the reasons is people are not addressing the issue. you know it's not really being addressed where it needs to be addressed. They're beating around the bush with it. And so, right, just like right. the fact that minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour in New York, but nobody's addressing the fact that minimum wage at fifteen dollars an hour is not enough to sustain a, a, right. a decent, uh, not even a decent, a, a fair living standard. It just doesn't. Right. It just doesn't cut it. So how come somebody's? How come they're not addressing that issue? The minimum wage needs to be able, you need to be able to sustain a minimum cost of living. You need to be able right, to do Because
1: that. Yeah, because again, again, I live in a two-bedroom. I'm paying $2,200 a month. I have my light. I have my gas. I have to buy food. Mm-hmm. I'm near $3,000 a month.
0: Mm-hmm. I get
1: $2,400 a or the month, but guess what? Uncle Sam is taking what he needs to take out. Right. So I'm I'm, I'm walking over here with probably two thousand dollars.
0: Not even. More like uh, eighteen.
1: Right. And i not even and, and that's not even making my rent. Mm-hmm. So my rent is twenty two hundred dollars.
0: And they supposedly with the lotto, they're supposed to be taking the money from the lottery and using it to better the schools. That was a bunch of crock. I mean, you might do something to one or two schools, but I see a lot of improvements these schools need. Come on, you have uh, kids coming in and shooting and killing teachers and students. This has become a thing now. It's it's sad. You can't secure the door. You're unable. That's your first priority. This is the history of it. You know
1: what I mean? I, I, and I really don't want to say, I really don't want to say it's just in poor neighborhoods because you have high-end neighborhoods that they shooting up schools too. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to just say it's in the poor neighborhoods, but I really want to tell you, though, most, more shooting is going on in the up-class, middle-class areas versus the low-income areas, the mm-hmm. schools, if you think about it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I really haven't heard any public school in Brooklyn been shooting up you know what I mean?
0: Not like you, you've been hearing. Yeah.
1: Like you're here up in Connecticut. Right. We just have one in Tennessee.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know what I mean? So our problem in the poor neighborhood is just that we are fed the crap. No one cares. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like we we, we we struggling to survive. You know what I mean?
0: hmm And I and, brought that. Um, I, I'm sorry. The system cut you
1: needs off. to change, yeah. though. Mm-hmm
0: i brought that i brought that point up about the schools because it shows that the money that they are getting is not being used or utilized the way it was intended to be utilized and so something is going wrong right there when we're tracing or following the buck where is it going the first order of business if you're taking money from the new york state lottery and you're telling me the lottery is now worth $1 billion, then you you must have taken in a whole lot more than $1 billion in order for you to give someone $1 billion as a prize. And if this excess money is supposed to be going for the schools, the first order of business is to be able to lock and secure these children while they're in school. That's the first order of business. Second order of business is to make sure you, the teachers are proficient qualified. And, and qualified in what they do. And the third order of business is to make sure that they have the proper equipment to go through whatever school it is that they're doing, whatever it is that they're doing. And security is number one. We shouldn't have these issues. It's, it's, it's insane to keep hearing some child walked into a school with a gun and shot and killed four people, ten people, twenty people It's insane how you, what was the last one? They walked in through the back door or oh no, no they shot the door down. What kind what, of door shot, was it? It was a regular
1: it was a regular glass door. you know what I mean one of those a regular
0: doors. glass school door with all the yeah. shootings going around here. a regular glass school door.
1: Yeah, but who would think that that would happen at a Christian school, number one? Doesn't matter.
0: Any school. Any school. Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but but that's what I'm trying to tell you. I get it, and I understand this, because like what I said, look what happened in Connecticut. So mm-hmm. I get it could happen anywhere, but who would have thought that this person was going to come and do it and come to find out this is the person who went to the school?
0: Mm-hmm. And this you
1: know is. So, so it's not like a well, random criminal who came and said, you know what? I'm just going to shoot up this school.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. You, In order to combat this type of thing, these killings, you have to stay one step ahead of the game. What you is can, you, well, we already know how many times has someone walked into a school and killed students how many times so we know that this has become a thing at this point so if you're a school of any sort christian or, or, or public or
1: all right so time out so in other words what you're basically saying i don't mean to cut you off but i think mm-hmm. this is where it's going mm-hmm. in other words you're saying that all schools just need to have bulletproof God everything bulletproof
0: all schools if that's what's required yeah i mean yeah there should be some way that there should be some way that a person cannot walk into the school and you can't tell me that's impossible to be done
1: no but that's just it that's just it the last school the person just didn't walk in the doors were locked
0: and you had the wrong kind of doors but you had the wrong kind of doors
1: so this is what I'm trying to say to you. Are you saying all schools need to just be bulletproof all around? Yeah, yeah. That would be going.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's that what you would need well. then. If that's if this is w- the direction that things is going, then that's what you need. You need the doors need to be secure where somebody just can't take a gun and shoot the lock off and walk in and kill people. Yes, if that's the way you want to put it. Yeah, yeah. You need bulletproof doors then. Right.
1: Right, that's, that's that's just the only way because again you don't know what school, but I tell you this, I tell you this, I never heard a school in Harlem got shot up. I never heard of a school in Brownsville, East New York, in the poor poor neighborhoods, never heard it got shot up. Or, you know.
0: I see where you're it, going with that, and this this is another issue now. This is an issue of how are they getting a hold of the guns? And who is getting a hold of the guns? I I think it was a conversation right. I had with you or someone else who mentioned that, you know, they say they want to stricten the gun laws, you know, do an extensive background and criminal background check right. on the people that, you know, trying right. to purchase right. guns. But the people that's doing these shootings inside these schools... Most of the time, don't have no record. right you was the one that made. Yeah, don't have a record. So, but
1: let's 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 kind of rewind back. Okay, let's kind of rewind back. When you said you know where I'm going with this.
0: Okay.
1: Um, when I said in the poor neighborhoods, you don't hear the schools them getting shoot up, this and that, da 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 da. da. Mm -hmm. Because the American way, the American way, and remember, we all Americans now, but the American way, we got to go hunt it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go buy guns, and I'm going to show my two-year-old how to shoot a gun. Now, who does that? More white people do it than black people. Mm. They live for hunting. So this is how come a lot of these guns is so disciplined. This is why they don't want to get rid of the guns. Okay, now you have these kids who grew around that, and they know about guns and stuff. When they get older, they just go purchase their gun, or sometimes they take a gun, they take a gun, out of their parents' house and take it to school. I don't know if you heard about
0: mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I've heard, I don't
1: of that. If you heard about uh um, What is it? A first grader or a kindergarten? I think it's a first grader. Took his mom's gun. This happened in Virginia. Took the mom's gun and shot the teacher. Mm. First grade. I don't know if you heard about it. That was was it just a
0: teacher or was a student involved too? I think I heard something with no, a, a teacher. It was
1: just a, the teacher.
0: No, I, I haven't heard about teacher. that one.
1: Yeah, it was just the teacher. Um, that was insane. That was insane. So my thing is this. People who are going to purchase guns, you need to make sure you lock up your gun in a safe, secure place. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Okay. Now, the ones who who's purchasing the gun, and they have a clean record of shooting at these schools and stuff like that, it comes back down to this. Oh, they got mental illness. Oh, um, I, I would have never imagined my daughter or my son would have done this thing. You know, they were just going through some stuff. They wrote this on social media. It, it gotta stop. It, it it gotta stop, you know what I mean? So I I have a gun shop. You come in. Purchase gun, I do all the proper stuff. I ran background checks. You're clean, you never had a record. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't I sell you that gun? I didn't see no red flag,
0: right? And it'd be that gun that goes into a school and kills five people,
1: exactly. So I give you the gun now. You did, I did everything right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You, your credentials look excellent. Mm -hmm. You went out there to go shoot. Shoot up the school,
0: so something is wrong. Yeah. Now they're so they're I, going to say, okay, you, you you know, speaking of location or race, they're going to say, okay, you maybe you have that one on us, but don't take. it Doesn't mean it doesn't happen in another direction in the black neighborhoods, because you know we have. I've heard so many times where these young kids are just sh- shooting randomly. And killing, I feel so sorry for their their neighbors and five-year-old you know, kids you know, and three-year-old kids getting shot in the about. head.
1: Let me tell you what that's about. I'm not picking that gun, going up to a school to shoot up any kids. Mm-hmm. I'm going after that drug dealer because I'm in the gang or that mm-hmm. gang member. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Yeah. In the black neighborhood, it comes down to be a drug dealer or a gang member. Mm-hmm. And if you're a gang member, you're going to have drugs in it. Because everybody is a drug dealer. Okay, he owe me some money or he's trying to take my spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm going to handle my business. Oh, he trying to disrespect me. I'm going to handle him. And I don't care who's around. Mm-hmm. And those innocent bystanders get shot. That's how that happens. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole different segment. Right. What are we going to do to make our young Black men and young black women better. Mm-hmm. How are we going to make them, how are we going to take the guns out of their hand for them to start loving themselves and their community?
0: And see, this is what I would like to do if I had the ability to do it, because I think the ulterior motive behind people that may be on street corners selling drugs or whatever the case might be, I think their ulterior motive is to be able to make money and to take care of their children and their families or whatever. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. I think that more opportunities to do that because they realize and they understand that minimum wage is not going to cut it. Even if they go out and work a 40-hour work week, they still want to come back and they're going to be in a hole, and this is the government's.
1: And this monster that at, they've created
0: they've created this monster you know okay. what I mean I also okay, believe that bullets okay bullets. the cost of a bullet should be about $500 a piece then maybe people won't be wasting them so much you know I wanted to right. get that out there <laughs> increase right. the price of the bullet
1: well I agree whatever whatever to make it harder for people to buy it. but you see the rich people that ain't gonna be nothing for them they're gonna be able to buy that that's going to be a slap on their shoulder. No yeah, big deal. But they
0: ain't going to want to, sh- you know. They're not going to want but, to, you know, let them things out of their sight at that price.
1: Right, but 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 when you say a lot of these drug dealers, um, they sell drugs because you say the fifteen dollar hour a job, a fifteen hour fifteen dollar hour, and cutting it. I tell you this: out of a hundred ninety nine point nine, never had a job. They don't even know the the um, the um real deal of even going out there to earn it. So, if they did, I ain't going to go sell drugs. They sell drugs because their mother can't buy them what they want.
0: Okay, they now watch where you're going. Pregnant. Watch where Wait you're going. You? Yeah, go
1: ahead. Wait a minute. They got somebody pregnant who they need to go take care of this kid. Mm-hmm. And they're not even doing it the right way because a lot of time when they make this money, what are they buying? Flashy clothes, cars. They're not even invested into homes. Mm-hmm. They're not even invested into business. What are they doing? They're buying all these swag and trying to be, yeah, and all these hot cars. That's what they're doing with the money. So mm-hmm. their brain level is not even ready yet. Mm-hmm. So I kind of disagree. With the um the fifteen dollars with them, they don't even know what it means to work.
0: Well, here's a and a, here's and, a, here's and a, a thing. person Listen. and a
1: person who is in that situation. So say for example for me, okay, um tag, it's fifteen dollars an hour, I gotta make my ends meet. You know what I gotta do? I gotta go work extra hours or I gotta pick up um overtime. Hmm. That's what a normal person would do and guess what? We burn in ourselves while we do that. But we don't got no choice because we gotta make our ends meet.
0: Well, see, this is what I wanted to say So, once again, this is the monster that the government has created So, and now it goes back to your education system Look at the schools, right. look at the schools in the low-income neighborhoods And then look at the schools in the upper-class or middle-class neighborhoods It's a big difference You know, Absolutely. when I was, co- when I I was expect- coming up in school, I grew off, grew up in the south side of Jamaica When I was coming up in school, we didn't have computers in our classrooms and that sort of thing. We didn't have that. You know what I mean? We had the regular notebooks. We didn't have all this fancy stuff. Unless it was. uh, Forget
1: about the fancy stuff. I'm talking about back in the 80s and the early 70s. This is what I'm talking about.
0: We didn't have that. You know, and so there's only but so much of a level of education you're going to obtain from a school that has nothing basically to offer. So what do you have? You have kids hanging out in the hallways and then you have them growing up and you you have them dropping out of school and then let's smoke some weed or let's do this. And, you know, and so they get caught up. Right. They get caught up in the system. And it's the government who has created this monster. If you had entertained these children while they were young and put uh, 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 you know knowledge into their brains while they were young, show them what it is to be uh, uh, to open bank accounts and to manage their money, I had no class like that growing up. You know, show them what debit cards and credit cards and this sort of thing was about. Get them working and geared in the right direction. I
1: I didn't, yeah, I didn't have that too, but sometimes too, we got to look at our parents. Meaning, you had some parents, like what I said, I grew up with these, with my friends, and the majority of their parents didn't work, they were on welfare. They didn't care. You see what I'm saying? I grew up in a different mentality. Mm-hmm. And I'm no different than my friend, how we grew up. Because, again, I've been to school every every day. I should have been a scholar. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm average. They taught me nothing in school. But what I learned at home is that my mom was a hard worker. She worked. She worked, she worked. And I'm telling you, God bless the money she even brought home back mm-hmm. then in the 70s. I'm talking about like $250 a week. She never complained. And she never said this is where she was going to stay. She kept working and doing her little side hustling, buying stuff and selling stuff. I've seen that growing up. And I guess that's what made me who I am. So so now I have my kids. I I give them the opportunity. I give them the opportunity to um. I got a call coming in. Mm-hmm. I give them the opportunity to be better than. Hold on one second. Okay. That was my son talking about my kids. That was my son calling it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um. So what I'm saying is this. We got to show our kids a different thing. We can't be cussing our kids and be like, oh, you no good for nothing. You ain't going to be anything. Oh, you might ever, you know, stuff like that. I see my friends and parents talk to them like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see know what I'm saying? So sometimes we have to be accountable. And like what I said, Our race is the worst race. We don't get together. If I even try to scold your kids, you're going to look at me and tell me, don't talk to my kid like that. And don't do this to my kid and this and that. We don't have no unity. You know what I mean? And we want to blame the system. Mm. You know, we got to get up, support each other. I love Malcolm X. Malcolm X said one time that um, we have to know how to deal with ourselves before we could deal with anybody. Mm. we don't know how to do that because we tearing each other down the parents tearing their kids them down i see my friends parents tear them down trust them and call them all kind of name in the book at my household it was all about schools all about books it was all about getting your education and at the same time my mom she's from jamaica but she didn't understand even i'm going to school they're not teaching me anything But she didn't know, I learned from her to see what she did and what she accomplished. That's who I learned from.
0: So you was you are Jamaican? Yeah. And what what was the school system like out there?
1: Oh, totally different. Totally, totally different. Let me tell you, the kids in Jamaica are just so even I'm trying to tell you, even the public schools. And you don't have to be private. The public schools are more disciplined. The kids are more smarter. It's a structure. It's just different.
0: You think the you school know, system I, in Jamaica is better than the school system? Way
1: better. Way better. Way, it ain't no question. Ain't no doubt about it. It's way, way, way better. You know, and that's like what I told you. You know, I even had a niece who came here when she was 14. And she's supposed to be, they was going to place into to ninth grade. When she took the test, they literally had to put her in 11th grade. She passed everything. Hmm. She was beyond, she was beyond, she was beyond, she was beyond. So I'm sorry I didn't get my education in Jamaica and then come up to do my, um, what do you call it, to do my um, college. Because, for example, I have one brother. He had his PhD. He got his master's. You name it. He got everything. But he started off in Jamaica because he didn't need Jamaica until he was about, he was one of the oldest ones because 11 of us. And he came up here when he was about maybe seventeen, and at that time he was applying for colleges. Mm-hmm. He did his um, the high school the, the high school diploma whatever he needed to get in there. He got that as a breeze. He's an architect. He's a um, he used to work for the city. Mm-hmm. He knows all the violations on buildings and you name it. He um, he's an engineer. Very, 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 very smart. Mm. And he got all of his, most of his education from Jamaica, the young, the early base. You just want to get the early base, and then that just take you further. You know, so I got, I got the the, the bad stick of it. You know, and then my mom always say, you know, she regret coming here. She wish we all was back in Jamaica. You know, but I told her, no, I never regret it, because you still came and you did what you did, even though the system kind of failed us. You know what I mean? And they didn't really feel us. We just got, we did what we had to do. And then, you know, as we got older, we just did what we had to do. Mm -hmm. We realized what, we realized what she was about. You know what I mean? So, so again, a lot got to do with the household. So if I was a parent who said, you know what? I could just live inside the, um, the housing and stuff, you know, why not? I don't got to pay any rent. I'm, I'm drinking smoking, doing drugs because back in the 80s now, let's know nope, let's not forget, here comes the drug, here comes the crap. Mm-hmm. so at that time, that was, a, that was just crazy, and a lot of my friends' parents got booked on it Yeah, so they got caught up, you know what I mean, so you have to be strong, strong level head and get all that poison out of your system and just have a different mentality you know, and that's like with the Jewish. What the Jewish them do? The Jewish them stick together.
0: Man.
1: The the Italians them stick together. they don't forget the Italian is a mafia, right? They be coming in and selling all kinds of stuff. But they families stick together. Spanish people stick together. We don't one who have an issue, and then we turn out to be like, and we want to kill each other.
0: Yeah, you know, I went you know, through what? Harlem recently and um it reminded me of back in the 70s and 80s when the, the drugs was prevalent and people was leaning over and bending over on corners and i'm like wow this is coming back right
1: it's coming back right remember we kind of yeah. got
0: away with it got got away from it for a little while for a good while you yeah, know because what i mean
1: i remember the area in um, Brownsville area, it was like a ghost town because every building was a banded building and it was all crackheads living there.
0: Mm.
1: That's how the neighborhood looked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, re- I remember that. And, and a kid who's in that neighborhood, growing up in that neighborhood, you know, what, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you expect?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially if you don't have no role models trying to keep everything, you know, you're going to get caught up. You're going to start selling drugs. This we have to make some fast money, yeah. Go buy a $200 pair of sneakers, find the, the guests, find the Tommy Hill figures, you know, mm-hmm. the Louis, you know, and not really thinking, so we get caught up. You know what I mean? And it's sad, and that's why black people definitely have to know their black history. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't know their black history and just take everything for granted. You know, because it's out there for anybody. It's just it's just you know who 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 is gonna you know have that um that conscious mind to say, I gotta I gotta do what's right. I gotta I gotta you know be different. I can't fall for this. I can't be satisfied with this. I want more. You know, I need to make a difference with my circle that I'm in. You know, and that's why I said, you know, a lot of these rappers they make this money, and I really don't know what they really do. So I don't really want to, you know, pinpoint anybody because I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe if they go back where they come from, even in their neighborhood, you build a library right there in their neighborhood. You build a um a rec a recreational center right in their neighborhood. Things that kids can do to get guns out of their hands.
0: Right. I would love to see that, you know. Imagine a library, you know, Jay-Z's yeah. public library or, you know, whatever the right. case might be. This would be, right. you know, put I would love to see name
1: that. name on it because the kids them love the rappers, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Put, put their rapping name on it, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, show them that, yeah, if I can get out of here, you can do the same thing, too. And right. then, you know, kids, kids that love rapping, you can have, have a little studio for them to come in and rap. And, you know, exactly. teach them the ins and the odds and the out how to rap. You know what I mean? Give them, give them a little opportunity for them to say, okay, well, you know what? I do like to rap. And they got this in the recreational center. Oh, I, like, I love art. And they have this in the recreational center. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. have scholarships so they'll be able to go to college. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, if we don't help our... uh, Selves. Who's going to help us?
0: That's right. And on that note, Miss D out of New York, we're going to end this session. And um, I want to thank you for really bringing up those great points. Um, My word is that, yeah, we really need to take hold of the guns and be more responsible with it no matter what neighborhood you're in white black spanish it doesn't matter because we all have some responsibility in the killings that's going on with our children and these are our next governors and mayors and presidents of the world and um the government for you we see what you're doing we see what you're doing and that minimum wage needs to be regrouped and rethought of. You know, yes. even even in college, we cannot uh, get financial aid, proper financial aid in college, because right. the basis of your financial status it's
1: your is, exactly. is, is
0: so old. It goes back twenty years, and it doesn't exactly. match up with today's standards. So the average person, although they might be making minimum wage, Based on your standards, which is relevant to 10, 15 years ago, doesn't fit. And the new exactly. minimum wage and the prices of things is much higher. So you need to regroup and check that. Uh, Miss D, Miss Ramsey, out of uh, New York, we'd like to thank you for coming down and uh, talking on yeah. what part of the game is that. And remember, we're going to call you back in soon because we want to talk about. Uh, mental illness which is uh one of your specialties I heard is that correct? Yes it is. I appreciate you. Thank you. Take care and talk to you soon.
1: Okay, thanks.
0: You're Bye. welcome. Bye-bye.